Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades Baseball. The Show Me Sports Network will recap last game's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in the Mink League is on the air as Blake Gazaway and Grayson Smith are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball is brought to you by Centurion Communications, Batteries Plus Bulbs, Avon with Michelle Carty, Storm Grow Contractors, Mossy Oak Properties, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, River Oak Christian Academy, Kathy Rush Remax Realty, Eddie Gaydell Society, Joe Mockins Ford, Riley Automotive, Southwest Dental, Canterbury Hill Winery, The Dugout Sports Cars, Edward Jones, Central Bank, Farmers Insurance, Animal Medical Center, Downtown Chiropractic Clinic, Jefferson Bank, BE Renewed LLC, Ponchero, State Tech College of Missouri, MFA, and Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Jefferson City Renegades Radio Network, Blake Gazaway. And a very pleasant good evening, uh, I should say good afternoon, everybody. Blake Gasway here with you as the wind has just kicked up here as we are coming to you about 10 minutes away from the start of our first of two today and tonight as the Renegades are hosting the Clarinda A's. They had a long trip in, but uh, they're here. They're ready to play some ball. Both teams uh, undefeated. As 3-0 are the Renegades and 2-0 are the A's, and tonight's doubleheader should be a good matchup for both squads. Yeah, I'm expecting the Renegades to do some big things. I'm hoping they cap off. We kind of said this on the second game of the season. I'm hoping they just come back where they started from the night before. Renegades took 10 innings to score their first run, and then in the 11th inning of their win, they scored five runs and ended up winning 6-2. I'm just hoping they keep we said that in the second game. I'm hoping they keep this offense going and just they can score more runs and get ahead of the A's tonight as they look to be a pretty good team also. But I believe the Renegades can keep it going, and they've had stellar pitching the past few games and um, extremely well defense. They, they weren't as good in the very first game with three errors, but they had none last night, and they only had one the game before. And I'm, I'm expecting big things from the Renegades tonight. Pardon me as I try to... Get my paper situated. The wind, as I said, has kicked up just a little bit here. Get a copy of the roster here. 
both, uh, as we said, both teams coming in undefeated as uh, good game went to extra innings, needed 11 last night in St. Joe, and that helped the bus ride be a little bit shorter back. It was still a long bus ride back, but it wasn't nearly as long as uh, it was when we went there. We also uh, got the bumpiest road, I think, in America as there was construction, and uh, we definitely felt every bump along the way, but the players got some rest. Coaching staff got some rest. I got some rest as well. We are ready to play baseball here. Uh, got here early to the ballpark today. I had a chance to uh, sit through batting practice and talk to the guys and, and uh, watch them talk to them about today's game. Subsequently, didn't didn't have a chance to record a pregame with head coach Mike D'Amelia as uh, he was uh, busy doing some other things but had a chance to, uh, like I said, talk a little bit, talk to players. And really the big question I had for him last night or from last night's game is I asked him if uh, if it changed his game plan any with having a, a road game that went extra innings, if it changes the game plan any for today on uh, what he's going to do with, with having a late game and a long game and a long road trip at that, and then today turning around and playing a doubleheader here at home. And he said, not really. He said, you know, you just let the guys get out there and you let them play. Um, they're here because they're, they, uh, you know, they have a talent. They have a desire to play baseball, and, and uh, he just wants to let them get out there and, and play and have fun. So that's exactly what he's planning on, on doing today. Wind uh, also blowing in right into our faces here as we moved just to the, uh, to the left a little bit. We're uh, still behind home plate, but just to the uh, third base side, which is a dugout for the Renegades. So we wisely moved around. I also set up my equipment a little bit different just in case uh, we have some more of those errant throws come through. They hopefully will stay away from the equipment and not, uh, and not connect on anything. But nonetheless, the field looks great. The players had good batting practice. I think it's going to be very difficult tonight, uh, today and tonight um, with both games unless the wind changes directions to hit anything out because it is blowing in and the flag uh, moving just a little bit but blowing in from outfield. So it's probably going to contain most of the uh, long balls that could be potentially leaving the park uh, today and tonight. It's definitely not Chicago, but this wind probably will affect the ball and affect any long home runs that we might see tonight. Andrew Patton, the only home run we've seen so far out of this uh, quick three games we've seen so far for the Renegades. He had a three-run homer in the second game. Um, but with this wind, it's lower to right about now, but I'm expecting it to pick up throughout the night and probably prevent some hits and probably cause some fly balls to fly back in. As I said, both teams had batting practice, did have some trouble trying to get anything to leave the ballpark, but that's okay. That's uh, you know They're there trying to get things dialed in, but both teams are going to be ready to uh, get underway here as we're just about, uh, uh, well, see a little discrepancy between my clock and their clock, but the clock on the scoreboard shows 4.54. So we'll take a quick break and then be back and uh, talk to you more about our pregame show here as you're listening to exclusive pregame coverage here on the Show Me Sports Network. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. Hi, this is Glenn Close. Have you ever cut off ties with a friend because she had cancer? Or were frightened by a person with diabetes because you assumed he was violent? Welcome to the world of mental illness. 
For the one in four Americans with a mental illness, the stigma and discrimination they face can be as painful as the disease itself. Change your mind about mental illness and you can change your life at bringchangetomind.org. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. When I was young, I dreamed of being a cattle rancher. I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Children have many hopes and dreams. But there is one thing that all children grow up to be, citizens. Hello, I'm Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. And I'm Congressman Lee Hamilton. Young people are the future of our democracy. But they won't just wake up one day and know how to run this country. Each generation of citizens must be prepared to do its part. Visit iCivics.org and CenterOnCongress.org. Starting lineups being introduced here at historic Ernie Vivian Field. As we said, uh, players having a late game and a long trip yesterday, then doubleheader tonight, and then everybody will get a day off for rest tomorrow before the team hits the road on Monday and travels to Nevada to take on the Griffins. They did not fare well last night as they lost to the Bombers 10 to nothing. That was in an eight-inning uh, run-ruled game, so that one... Didn't go the uh, full nine innings that uh, we normally see due to the uh, run rule. So we're getting ready to uh, finish the starting lineups and also have the uh, national anthem. But uh, taking a look quickly at uh, starting lineups, we'll get that in just a minute here. As taking the mound for the Renegades will be number 25, Trenton Morrow. That'll be for game one. So we will have the first pitch thrown out. Well, they're getting ready to do the ceremonial first pitch here. They said trying to time it where we can get, take a break for the national anthem. Taking a look at the starters, they'll start in left field. Number one, Tommy Reether, center field number six. Batting second will be Brady Voss, first baseman. Batting third, number 14, Carter Mice. Right fielder batting fourth, number 24, Caden Hessel. Catching tonight, batting fifth, number 11, Hamilton Anderson. Batting in the six-hole shortstop, number 28, Colin Dimmel. DH tonight, batting seventh, wearing number four, Al Claro. Third baseman, number 13, will pause here and be back. Finish that up in just a second. 60% of high school seniors don't know the purpose of the Declaration of Independence, even though the purpose is right in the title. 
While some students think civics is dry and boring, often it's not taught at all. I'm Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. And I'm Congressman Lee Hamilton. Thomas Jefferson, the author of the Declaration of Independence, understood that each generation must learn how to participate in our democracy. We must provide engaging civic education to our children and to our grandchildren. Visit iCivics.org and CenterOnCongress.org. Jill, this is an awkward confrontational accusation. Ugh. Outraged denial. Skeptical response. Distrustful outburst. Angry, irrational statement I'll regret later. Angrier statement followed by overdramatic exit. Desperate, confused, empty threat. If you suspect your children are using drugs, learn how to have a more productive conversation at drugfree.org. This message brought to you by the partnership at drugfree.org. If your child is not breathing, roll them onto their back. Check airway is not blocked. Gently tilt head back. Hold nose and breathe twice into mouth. Place heel of hand in center of chest and push down 15 times. Repeat breathing and chest massage until help arrives. If your child is... You know how to help your child if they've stopped breathing. But do you know how to help them if they have a drug problem? Visit drugfree.org for information, help, and advice. This message brought to you by the partnership at drugfree.org. Playing in the National Anthem, finishing up. Get my headphones situated here as we're going to have the big toothbrush we talked about last night. We'll be out to clean off home plate as Southwest Dental is the sponsor of that. So finish up the starting lineups, as we said, designate here for tonight. Number four, Al Caro. He has caught the last couple of games. Third baseman batting eighth will be uh, number 13, Dawson Schumann, and playing second base batting ninth, number 19, Jason Marte, as that rounds out the starters for game one of this doubleheader as we come to you live from Vivian Field here in historic Vivian Field here in Jefferson City. And Grayson, we're going to see some good baseball, not just once but twice tonight. Yes, we are, and Renegades have had a lot of versatility throughout their players for the first few games. Everyone's been playing everywhere. Anderson, Hamilton Anderson's back behind the plate tonight. He caught the first game of the season as they won beat, uh, the Sedalia Bombers. And now he's back for the fourth game as Al Caro sits down. He's going to be the designated hitter for tonight. But both of them have done a fantastic job of catching. I can't wait to see Anderson behind the plate again. Well, as I said, the uh, Renegades get a day off tomorrow as they will have uh, the uh, doubleheader today and tonight, of course, and then day off tomorrow. Then they travel the uh, shorter distance. It's a lot uh, shorter than it is to go to St. Joe as they'll travel to Nevada, take on the Griffins. They'll have Tuesday off, again, a much-needed rest day, and then they'll be back at it Wednesday again. And, uh, of course, they're hosting the uh, Griffins then, so none other than the Nevada Griffins will be in town. Take off on Thursday, Friday. They'll have a non-league game. They'll play the Jeff City Legends. That's at all those first pitches, 7 o'clock. And then Saturday, well, we're on the road again. We're back at St. Joe's, so we get to travel back to the country there. And uh, hopefully they'll have the roads fixed by then. I doubt it, but it was a bumpy ride home. Leading off for the A's will be their shortstop, number 10, Travis Welker. So he'll step in from the right side of plate, show bunt, bunts at foul over by us. So he's down in the count at 0-1 as we are underway just after 5 o'clock here. As we said, historic Ernie Vivian Field. 
Interesting choice to show Bunt in the very first pitch of the game. I'm curious to know what the Griffins' plan is for this game. A one pitch is just outside. Oh, it was straight down central, but must have just missed the outside corner. So Welker will step back in. Different umpire crew, at least I think we've seen the uh, one down by first base, but behind home plate, different crew. That one low, ball two. Didn't have a chance to see who they are. It's two and one. Still plenty of room for you to come out to the game tonight. Bring your phone. That was a great pitch. That one in there for strike two. As we said, we've talked about it all season long so far, even though we're just three games into the season. We've really enjoyed uh, our vantage points again to watch the movement. The pitching staff for the Renegades have quite a bit of movement. 2-2 pitch on its way, and a high fly ball is going to be hit. And diving play and making the catch is going to be... Tommy Reether, so nice job there, long out. But he gets a good first out for the Renegades. That was a great play by Tommy Reether, just diving right in, almost face first, making a spectacular play to get the first out. So stepping in will be center fielder Patrick McGinn. He'll bat left-handed. One out here in the top of the first inning. That one's going to be a bouncing ball hit to the shortstop. He'll field it, throw over to first base, and uh, dug it out for the out is Mize. Great scoop by Mize. Well, I didn't couldn't tell if he came up with it or not, but he does. He's been un- pretty underrated around first base. We've talked about defense all along the infield and outfield, but Mize has been able to scoop the ball and uh, keep the ball in front of him and um, help make these great plays for the Renegades. That'll be out number two, six three put out. First baseman Ryan. Caboa will step in. He bats right-handed. That pitch in there for strike one. So he's down in the count at 0-1. Chokes up on the bat just a little bit. Adjusts the batting helmet. And he'll step back in. Doesn't wear any batting gloves. He's going to hit a bouncing ball to us. Right in my face. Well, we moved the uh, table and the equipment a little bit. But we're still in the line of fire here, so. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about it last night. I also set the, set up the computers a little different just in case because that net does give a little bit. That pitch is going to be hit a little blooper into right field for a base hit. That's a good piece of hitting, not trying to do too much. He just gets the bat on the ball, high pitch, looks like a fastball, and just pokes it in the right field. So stepping in with two outs here, one on will be left fielder Taylor Mullins Ohm. So he will step in. That pitch inside at the knees. Morrow gives him the first pitch inside for ball one. He'll check in. Get the sign he wants. That pitch going to be taken for strike one. Mullins' own Wanted to swing, but just decided not to, and he paid the price. So the 1-1 pitch here with one on and two outs here in the top of the first inning. That one well upstairs, ball one. Sorry, ball two. So Morrow. 
That offering's going to hit hot shot to third base. Fielded by Schumann. Over to Mize in time. And it's a four batter inning. But no damage done as they leave one. No score here after the top of the first inning. We'll go to the bottom of the first. You listen to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. If your child is choking, stand behind them and wrap your arms around their waist. Place the thumb side of your fist against their upper abdomen. Put your other hand over the fist. Now press the fist into your child's abdomen with a quick inward and upward thrust. Repeat quick thrusts until object and airway. You know how to help your child if they're choking. But do you know how to help them if they have a drug problem? Visit drugfree.org for information, help, and advice. This message brought to you by the partnership at drugfree.org. Chris, you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2. There's your comic book collection, the race car bed. I'm young at heart, but I put money into my 401k every paycheck. I'm taking control over my financial life, and that feels pretty grown-up to me. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Are those footy pajamas? This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Well, Trenton Morrow saw four batters and got three outs. Kind of concerned here, the starting pitcher for the A's in Reed Fakerstorm. He's all over the place here. He's thrown three. Well, that one just outside, but at least was closer to the strike zone. As he's thrown two and a half that have almost, two of them hit the net. A third one almost did. Said I thought we were safe over here, but we may not be. So leading off the game for the Renegades will be left fielder wearing number one. And Tommy Reether, the Washington, Missouri native, 5'10", 190 pound, bats left, throws right. He's a sophomore at Missouri S&T. This is Reether's third game leading off. This Yesterday he had an off day, but back in the lineup today. He's going to hit the first pitch right up the middle. Going to be fielded by the shortstop. Double clutches. Throw in time to get Tommy. I got to say, Tommy's quite a funny individual, too. He's he's quite a character on the bus ride, but he's going to hit into that 6-3 put out. So Brady Voss, the center fielder, he steps in. He is from Lake St. Louis, Missouri, six foot, 175 pound. Throws right, bats right, sophomore at Missouri S&T. We'll see how many times he gets hit tonight. <laughs> yeah, Voss had the day off yesterday as he takes first pitch for strike one. He had the off day yesterday because he got plunked four times in the Renegades' home opener. And hopefully he's feeling a bit better. I imagine he was pretty sore after that. A one pitch is going to be ground foul down the third baseline. Yeah, he's been hit five times, once in game one and four times. That's one, two, three, four. Four times in the second game of the season. So he has five total. And he is had the night off last night. As we said, he was apparently had a big target on him. That one misses for ball one. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he crouched the plate too much. I mean, his right foot's right on the line, but otherwise, I don't see how he's that big of a target. But pitchers like to just go inside with him and 
Miss. The one-two pitch, that one's going to be off the catcher's shin guard and up to the net. That'll be ball two, even the count at two and two with one out here. First baseman Carter Mize will jog over and get that ball. Had a chance to visit with Carter last night quite a bit. He sat across the aisle from me. That pitch downstairs in the dirt. That'll be a three-two count. So we'll be full here, one out. Voss would like to get on base. That pitch is going to be blooped into the gap, and it's going to get to the wall. That into uh, just to the right of center field, and he is going to have a stand-up single. Well, I can tell you from watching batting practice, that's where he was putting them. Yeah, he was swinging a good bat. That was a pretty sweet swing. His punks down in a little bit of right center field, mostly center field. Now stepping in, first baseman, Carter Mize. Mize is still swinging a hot bat. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. 6'2", 200-pound, bats left, throws right. Junior at Missouri Baptist. His first pitch in there for strike one. Standing at first is Voss. He'll take a lead over there. First baseman is holding him on. There's a ball chopped foul. So that'll take Mize to 0-2 now. In the on-deck circle, right fielder in Caden Hessel. So Mize has to protect the plate here. As he's down in the count at 0-2, has one runner on and one out. Boss takes another lead at first base. Pitch to Mize, swing and a miss. Big cut there, just could not connect on it. High fastball way outside. First strike out of the game for Fagerstorm. So stepping in will be right fielder number 24, Caden Hessel. He's from Mocaine, Missouri. 6'1", 190-pound, bats right, throws right. He's a sophomore at Drury. He'll step in, do a little landscaping from the right side of the plate. So the first pitch will be on its way. He's going to foul that one, chopped it, trying to hit it into the first base dugout. So he will step back in, down to the count at 0-1, two out, one runner on. That's still Voss standing at first base. We said here at beautiful and historic Ernie Vivian Field in Jefferson City, home of the Renegades, also home of the Jefferson City Jays, at least for the time being, because I think they're building a new uh, new field, a new stadium, maybe over there somewhere. Uh, they're supposed to be on campus. They're supposed to be building a new soccer field and baseball field on campus. And They said it's supposed to be done by fall. I'm not sure if they've done a lot of building lately, but it's going to look beautiful. Runner goes. That one fouled off. Essel just a little bit late on that swing. Well, in talking with uh, some of the board members for the Renegades, it's not uh, always a bad thing to have one of the teams leave because then that makes Ernie Vivian Field. All Renegades. All Renegades, that's right. It's the exclusive home for Renegades baseball. So the 0-2 pitch is coming. That one in there for strike three, and that will end the inning. There was one run, no hits, no errors, and one left on base after one inning to play. We are still scoreless. We'll be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage, Renegades Baseball, 
here on the Show Me Sports Network. If your child's clothing catches fire, it's important to act quickly. If you have access to a fire blanket, cover them and drop them to the ground. Instruct them to cover their face with their hands. Roll them back and forth until the fire is extinguished. If your child is not You know how to help your child if their clothes catch fire. But do you know how to help them if they have a drug problem? Visit drugfree.org for information, help, and advice. This message brought to you by the partnership at drugfree.org. Today, nearly half our nation's fighting forces are members of the Guard and Reserve. When they are called to active duty, they leave behind a family, a community, and a job. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, a Department of Defense agency, honors and protects the bond between service members and their civilian employers. Whether serving our country or supporting those who do, we all serve. To learn more about ESGR, call 1-800-336-4590 or visit ESGR.mil. Well, we're still scoreless here after one inning to play. Both teams sending four batters in the inning. Both teams also picking up a single. Said hopefully you're listen, listening to today's Enjoy listening to today and tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. See, we have uh, close to two dozen listeners, so hopefully you're listening and enjoying the broadcast. I know we had close to four dozen last night, which is a great start. The team was very happy. I was pleased with that as well. So be sure and tell your friends and your family and everybody that you can catch Renegades baseball all season long here on the home for the Jefferson City Renegades and the Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network leading off for the A's will be third baseman Jeff Clark. He bats left-handed. That one upstairs. Anderson trying to frame that but just didn't get the call. So Clark will be ahead in the count at 1-0. Morrow's next offering to him. That one's going to be chopped and fouled off. So we'll go as a strike. Looked like he just fouled that one off his foot, right in the fair territory, but called foul. Yeah, it did eventually roll foul, but I agree. That one's going to be blooped into left field, and it's going to get down and go to the corner. There might be extra bases here as Reether's going to chase it down. They're going to hold up the stop sign at second base, so he's going to have a stand-up double to lead off the inning. They had to shift on a little bit. Yeah, left-handed hitter. Usually yep. get shifts, and he just plunks that one down the left field line. You couldn't ask for a better hit for him. Right, it wasn't a major shift, but he uh, cranks it down just in that spot, in that green grass there in no man's land behind third base. Right fielder Isaiah Marquez will step in. He bats right-handed, has one runner on and no outs. Morrow's first pitch to him a little high. He's trying to get that to drop into the zone, and didn't quite get there. Renegades wearing a different uniform tonight. First one I've seen wearing yellow and blue as they wore white on their first game here at home. That one's going to be fouled straight back. And then Griffin's wearing a almost like a colorful camouflage. I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a digital camouflage that's baby blue, navy blue, and gray. They also have the red numeral for. The front and the back. 1-1 pitch. That one's going to be fouled back above our heads. That'll take the count to 1-2. and two. So we said for the Renegades, you were talking about it, they're wearing their 
yellow jerseys with the uh, navy numbers and navy stripes on the side, as well as some white striping, too. It's a good combination, good-looking color. A one-two pitch for Morrow. That one's going to be fouled off again, almost the same place. Marquez just laid on the swing on a couple of these. So he will step back in. And as a runner on second base, that's Clark having that leadoff double. Neither team has scored yet. Morrow checks the runner. There's his pitch. That one he went. in the dirt, but they're going to say he went. He didn't believe it, but that'll be strikeout number one. He just kind of looked at the umpire and said, oh, okay. So catcher Dylan Bailey, he will step in from the right side of the plate. One out here. We said this is game one of two tonight. Tomorrow we'll go into the stretch. Checks the runner again. Checks the runner a second time. First offering. That one's fouled off. Into nice the net. Catch. Yeah, it was a nice catch into the net. For the on-deck circle on the first base side for the A's. So that puts Bailey down in the count at 0-1. Either team, we said, has scored yet early in this game. So the 0-1 pitch is on its way. That one in there for strike two. Wow, has some great movement on his pitches. Like he's thrown... Slider and fastball, they just both have great movement. So Bailey will swing the bat a couple times. Morrow checks the runner again. Second time. Now the 0-2 pitch and a high fly ball is going to be hit towards shallow. Left center field coming in, making the catch is Reether. And he's going to get out number two. Morrow looking to strand the runner at second base. He's already gotten two quick outs and... Looking to get his third quick out now. Second baseman Isaac Lopez will step in now. And he bats right-handed. He's got a runner on second and two out here in the top of the first inning. Morrow's first offering hit him right between the shoulder blades. Looked like he's throwing an off-speed pitch. Just did not come back into the zone. Just went up and hit him. Looked like on the shoulder, close to his head. Yeah, there was not much movement on that one. Well, it moved. Moved right into his arm, though. Hit him right between the shoulder blades, between that one and that three. So it'll be two on now with two out for the A's as designated hitter Brennan Schrieffert steps in. He's a left-handed batter. So it'll be a right-handed pitcher versus left-handed batter matchup. Runners on first and second. Two out here. Morrow's first pitch is a bouncing ball hit foul to the first base side. Morrow's pretty good at throwing these pitches just a little bit different speed and getting in with the getting the timing off of the batter. He's just gotten unlucky on some of his pitches, both being one for a base hit and one hit by pitch. Well, next pitch, that one in there for strike number two. Hamilton Anderson behind the plate, again, doing a great job early on in this game. He's really helping frame that strike zone. Morrow's 0-2 offering. After he checks the runner, it's on its way. 
That one low and outside. Ball one. Does have a runner at first and second. Still no score here as we play in the top of the second inning. Great opportunity to come out for this doubleheader tonight. You pay one price, you get two games. That's a great deal in my book. 1-2 pitch on its way. Seifert thought about swinging but decided to lay off that as it was outside. So that takes a count at 2-2 two and two with two outs. So we play top of the second inning. Runner at first and second. Next pitch to him is going to be a bouncing ball, and it's going to be taken by third baseman and Schumann, and he cannot get back up to his feet, and everybody's going to be safe on a little infield single. Yeah, Schumann corrals the ball. He kind of almost like a little dive. It wasn't full extension, but he kind of dives and does not get the ball out of his hand. And runners are now on bases are allowed now loaded. It was really a good hit ball as it was between the shortstop and third baseman. Yeah, he just kind of poked his bat and just got kind of really bounced. Travis Welker, the shortstop, he steps in. First pitch to him is in there for a strike. Yeah, and, and it's a tough play, too, because the runner was going, so the runner is skewing the view of them a little bit. So Welker will be down in the count at 0-1. Next offering to him It's a little chin music. Well, I guess I might say that's top of the head music. Ducks out of the way. High breaking ball just right over his head. So bases loaded here. Two outs in the top of the second. 1-1 one, one count. Walker steps in. That one in there for strike number two on the inside corner. Morrow trying to get the second strikeout of the inning and get out of this jam he's got. Bases loaded jam. 1-2 pitch on its way. That one, a high fly ball hit to Reether. He's going to come in, make the catch, and that's going to end the inning. So there was no damage done as Morrow works himself out of what could have been a bad situation, but he works out. There were no runs scored. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning as we're still scoreless. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Uh, son, your mom and I would like to talk to you. I'm not an idiot. Your eyes are all bloodshot. I'm begging you, son, please stop smoking pot. You know, last night I found more paraphernalia. Please stop doing drugs and do what I tell ya. Okay, mom and dad, I'm gonna do as I should. I'm off drugs for good. In real life, kids don't just give up drugs, so go to drugfree.org. This message brought to you by the partnership at drugfree.org. Check out my new time machine. Does it work? Hit the button. Hey, it's Napoleon. Oui. Check out the future. Hey, you have a nice house. Why don't I? You didn't save any money, buddy. If only there was a way I could go back in time and fix that. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Well, the Renegades will come to the plate here. I've determined in this break between innings here that uh, I need to invest in some paperweights. As it's windy blowing straight in from outfield, blowing in, and it's blowing my papers around a little bit. So guess I'm going to have to invest in some 
some paperweights. So leading off the inning will be hitter number five, six, and seven. Catcher Hamilton Anderson will lead it off in the hole. Shortstop Caden Dimmel and designated hitter Al Caro. That pitch outside for ball one. Anderson's been swinging a hot bat. He's had a lot of multi-hit games. and That one's going to be fouled back to us of our heads, so that's strike one. He's also been working very good defensively behind the plate. Yeah, he's hit DH a couple of times here already, and he's going to call for time real quick. Now I'll step back in. I think he played first base last night. Yeah, you're right. I said DH, but he did play first base. So he shows his versatility, that one, a ball. So it will be a 2-1 count for him as he steps back in. Neither team has scored. We play bottom of the second inning in the first of two here in this doubleheader. That pitch is screaming. Foul ball. Got everybody to duck in the Renegades' dugout down the third baseline. Very good fastball. I mean, that thing was speeding right through, but Anderson just couldn't catch up and fouls it off. So Reed Fagerstorm. Drum, rather. Bouncy ball is going to hit to the second baseman. He'll catch it. He'll throw it over to first, and that's a 4-3 put out. That's out number one. Shortstop, Colin Demo will step in. He is from Overland Park, Kansas, six foot, 170 pounder. That's right, throws right. He's a freshman at Truman State. So Demo will step in. He has one out here, that first offering to him outside for ball one. So he will have an 0-2 count now. Is that one in the dirt? As I said, I'm going to have to invest in some paperweights here. Again, this wind does feel great, but blowing in, so I don't think we're going to see any long balls tonight. That one again chopped to the third base dugout. Renegades ducking for cover again. (laughs) So that one will be strike number one. Count two and one with one out here. So we play in the bottom of the second inning. That pitch is way outside. That'll be a 3-1 count. Demo would like to get on base here. He'd like a hit, but I think he'd take a walk as well. That pitch going to be lined into the glove on a laser to the third baseman for out number two. Man, he could not have hit that ball any harder. Right to the third baseman's glove. Pretty unfortunate. So now stepping in for the Renegades designated hitter number four, Al Claro. He is from Aruba, 5'7", 170-pound. Bats right, throws right. He's a sophomore at Northwest Missouri State. First pitch to him in there. Uh, well, it doesn't call for a strike. I thought it looked pretty good, but missed the... Bottom side of the strike zone. So he's ahead in the count at 1-0. and oh. That one's going to catch the inside for strike one. Claro played behind the backstop. Or, or excuse me, he played behind the plate last, last two games. First night off catcher. And next offering to him inside for strike two. He did not like that plate. Or he did not like that call. I was looking back at the umpire. Thinking maybe that was a little too inside, but still be a 1-2 count. Well, he's got to protect the plate now with 
Two outs, down in the count at one and two. He's going to swing and a miss and strike three, and that will end the inning. Three up and three down. Here we go to the uh, top of the third inning as neither team is yet to score. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Isn't this dinner party wonderful? You know, it was almost canceled. Did you hear that Bill was really sick with the flu two weeks ago? No. Is he okay? It was serious. Bill got sick quickly with a high fever. Jeanette called the doctor right away. The doctor said it was flu and prescribed a medication that helped him get back on his feet. Well, thank goodness. That Jeanette got her flu shot because, you know, she's expecting. (gasps) I guess that was another thing you didn't know. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. What is freedom of speech? It's my mouth, my tongue, and my 32 teeth. My thighs, my mind, my rights to preach, to rap, to sing, and even to teach. No matter the genre, it's still my freedom, freedom of speech. speech. Congress will not choose my religion. Abridging of press, assembly, and petition. The laws do protect us. This is true. To agree to disagree is sometimes better to do. Use your mouth, your tongue, your 32 teeth, your thoughts, your mind, your right to preach. No matter the genre, it's our freedom, freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station well we're set to go to the top of the third inning neither team has yet to get on the scoreboard both teams have had some chances particularly the A's as they had the bases loaded last inning and were unable to do anything with it They'll lead off with center fielder Patrick McGinn. That first offering to him is outside ball one. Yeah, they let off the inning with a left-handed. They had a shift on the left-hander, and he just bloops it to the left set, left field line. That one's going to be fouled off almost to that same place, but does get out of play. So Griffin's had a runner on second base, but or, and then they had bases loaded, but they cannot, couldn't get anything done. Almost seen a repeat of last night. The 1-1 offering, that one low for ball two. The Clarinda A's came all the way down from from Clarinda, Iowa. That one's going to be hit. Bouncing ball to the shortstop. That's Demel. He'll throw to first and Mize and get the out. It's a 6-3 put out. That was a very hard one hopper to the shortstop. Kind of... Through a little arch over to first base, but still able to get him in time. First baseman Ryan Gamboa will step in. He bats from the right side of the plate. He had a single in the two-out single in the first inning. That one in there for strike one. I said he steps in there, doesn't wear batting gloves. Kind of makes my hands hurt just watching that. I was about to say, I don't know how you do that. That one low for ball one. It's kind of like, you know, with football, when you see a player out there, particularly one of the uh, defensive linemen that doesn't have gloves, defensive end, you know that they're tough, and I think the same's with him. That one's going to be foul-tipped. Very early on that pitch. Breaking ball thrown to him. Looked like a slider or a curveball. I can't quite see. Very early on it. Luckily he gets a piece of it, though. Yeah, he was swinging at that. Almost looked like before it left. The pitcher, Morrow's hand. Yeah, it would have been a great pitch to hit if he was on time. So the one, two, one out pitch on its way. That one upstairs, ball two. 
He'll choke up just a hair on the bat again. As we said, doesn't wear batting gloves, so he'll choke up a little bit. That one's going to be a chopped foul down the third baseline. Another early swing. He's definitely not. Gamboa is not timed up with the pitcher yet. We'd like him to stay that way all game. That one's going to be a chopper. Hit to the second baseman. Marte will field it. Throw to first to Mize to get the out in the 4-3 put out. Left fielder Taylor Mullins Ohm will step in. Two outs here in the top of the third inning. He will step in. Morrow looking for a 1-2-3 inning with good help from his defense. That one low for ball one. one pitch. That one's going to be fouled off for strike one. On deck, third baseman Jeff Clark. He'll jog out and get it. Tell the 1-1 one, one pitch on its way. That one upstairs for ball two. That was a great pitch. This must have just been high, but... Yeah, he's just... It's a couple times we've seen him throw that pitch. just can't get the uh, drop on it that he needs to fall in that strike zone. If he can get that dialed in, though, that's going to be a pretty wicked pitch. Tomorrow, we'll go back on the mound. The 2-1 offering, two outs here. That one's going to be a high fly ball hit towards shallow center field coming in and diving again, making the out. He's going to be safe. They're going to say Reether had it and then dropped it. It was a very late call from the umpire. It looked like they were just about to call him out. And as soon as he got up, they just called him safe. I don't agree with that. I agree. He had the ball in his glove. But they're going to say... Must have just trapped it if they saw anything. He was jogging on. I mean, I shouldn't say jogging. He was sprinting as fast as he could. Made a diving play to Reether. And they're going to say that he did not grasp it completely before it falls out. So stepping in with third baseman Jeff Clark, he's got one on two out here. Morrow shakes off the sign. Now time called. So Anderson will set back up behind the plate. Morrow will look in. There's a pitch bouncing ball. It's going to be straight up the middle. And Marte's going to throw it over, sidearm it, I should say, over to... The second baseman to get the, let me try that again. Second baseman tosses it over to the shortstop for a nice 4-6 out right there. And that'll take us to the bottom of the third inning as neither team scored yet, so we're still scoreless. You listen to exclusive coverage, Renegades Baseball, here on the Show Me Sports Network. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for media flu. media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
Freedom of speech, freedom of speech means, means freedom of speech means freedom to say I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I to have say. the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Well, get, we get ready to head to the bottom of the third inning as the Renegades will send hitter number 8-9 and the one hole up as that's Schumann, Marte, and Reather. And hopefully you're enjoying today's broadcast. One of two games today here on the Show Me Sports Network. Dawson from Jefferson City, so right here, hometown boy, six foot, 215 pounds, bats right, throws right, freshman at Westminster. That first pitch in there for a strike. I know his mom's at the game today. They were talking just briefly before the game. No one pitch on its way, fouls that one off. He's quickly down at 0 and 2. So he'll step back in. As for time as he gets his feet placed exactly where he wants him in the batter's box. So two pitch on its way. That one high upstairs for ball one. Decent crowd on hand here for this first to two. Still time for you to make it out. That one inside for ball two. So bring your, might be, might look a little weird bringing your computer, but bring your iPhone, your phone, smartphone, tablets. You can catch our broadcast as well. That one in there for strike three, and he knew it. So that's strikeout number three for Fagerstorm. Second baseman Jason Marte will step in now. He is from Bronx, New York. Six foot, 185 pound. Bats right, throws right freshman at State Fair Community College. I know a thing or two about that as we just relocated from there. Well, not from the college, but from Sedalia, which is where State Fair Community College is at. That one fouled off. So he will be down in the count at 0 and 1. The 0-1 pitch. That one in there for strike two. So he is playing baseball for the Roadrunners in Sedalia. Now he's a renegade. That pitch there in the dirt for a one and two count now. I guess you could say the Roadrunner could be a renegade. I'll have time as pitcher... Fagenstrom will tie his shoelace. He'll check the scoreboard as well. Either team scored as we play here. Bottom of the third inning. One ball, two strikes is the count with one out. Renegades at bat. That one's going to be a bouncing ball hit back to the pitcher. He'll field it. Throw over to first in time. Wasn't a super hard hit ball, but got back to the pitcher nonetheless. Now we'll go back to the top of the order. In left fielder, Tommy Reather. He said Tommy, a sophomore at Missouri S&T. He bats left-handed. 
First pitch to him down in the dirt and gets past the catcher, but nobody on to take a base. In the on-deck circle, center fielder Brady Voss. He's leading the team in hit-by-pitches with five. I would I would venture to say, without looking at the stat, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm assuming that he's leading the Meek League as well. It's going to be a foul tip. Everybody knew it except, sorry, nobody knew it except Tommy. Catcher still decided to throw it the first. No, I think he felt it off the inside of his leg, so he knew it was a foul tipped. Not leaving the count at one and one. So Reether will step back in. You got a one-one count, two outs here. A pitch in the dirt. Ball two. He'll quickly step back into the batter's box. Opens that stance up just a little bit. That one's going to be downstairs for ball three. Egenstrom having some control issues. The count at three and one. Next pitch. It's going to be a high fly ball. Looks like it might drop. And it's going to go over the fence. As that dropped just fine, most importantly fell over the yellow safety protection on the top of the fence. And Tommy Reether takes the Renegades to the lead with a one-run home run over the center field wall. That thing... I totally lost that ball. I didn't I did see it too. at all. thing was a mile high. What went about 355, I would say. First pitch in there is a strike to Carter Mize, the first baseman. Well, this is actually Brady Voss. Carter Mize is on deck. You're, you're correct. I was right on the wrong one. Good call. This is Voss. It's funny how we talked in pregame about not probably seen a lot of long balls, but Tommy Reether just able to bust through that wind and hit it over the right field, right center field fence. That went in there for strike three, and that will take us to the end of the inning. But the Renegades were able to put a run on the scoreboard with the long ball. Now the wind picks up, so they lead one to nothing. As we go to the top of the fourth inning, we'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Dr. Gaines, nice to see you getting groceries instead of in your office. Hi, Julia. How are the kids? Great. They're at a birthday party. I have to put on my pediatrician's hat here. I haven't seen them in my office for flu vaccines yet. They're big kids. Do they need flu vaccines? CDC recommends flu vaccinations for all kids from 6 months through 18 years. Flu can be serious. I'll get the kids their flu vaccines, Doc. And you can get your flu shot right here. I'll even treat you to a lollipop. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Green, green, green. It's your home, it's your dream. Great on testing, keep it healthy and clean. Make it green, green, green. Making it green is making sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe. Testing for radon is easy. Just call 866-730-GREEN. Make it green, green, green. A message from the US EPA. Well, we'll go to the top of the fourth inning with the Renegades leading on that one-run home run from Tommy Reether. Said that went about 
355 feet. That's my estimate. Actually, I, I might change that. I'll say 360. Yeah, I take that with a grain of salt, though. I don't <laughs> I know. Can't, how. I can't agree or disagree. I couldn't <laughs> see the ball at all. It went between 375 and 340. So Mara will be back on the mound. The first pitch in the inning is a ball as he will see the number six, seven, and eight hitter. Right fielder Isaiah Marquez will step in. That one in there for strike one. We're not quite set up yet with our Show Me Sports Network to track the fly to the ball. But that's my non-verified expert opinion right there is how far it went. That one outside, ball two. At least I think that was a good educated guess. Like it said, center field 375, and it's 340 as well. So that's down left field. That one fouled off behind us, but... It's 300 down the lines and 340 as you go around, 375, 343, 100. So. Mustangs have the biggest ballpark we've seen yet. Dead center field is 400 feet, mostly because they share a field with the Northwest, Northwestern Missouri State Bears. That one in there for, uh, or rather it missed for a ball. That evens the, sorry, that takes the count to full at 3-2. and two. Yeah, it is a long ballpark. If you hit it out there, you definitely are a strong hitter for sure. So Moros, full count offering. That one's going to be a chopping ball foul down the third base line. That thing's going to go all the way to the fence. As Caden Adile will jog out. Three-two pitch. That one swung Ooh. on and missed, and he got it up into the hands. And he got was, him crossed up. He was fooled on that pitch. I don't think he wanted to swing, but he decided to anyway. Almost he like a sword. Yeah, he didn't know what to do. So great job, Amaro, to change the speed and location up and get it by him. So that'll be out number one here as we play in the top of the fourth inning. Hey, good news. They got the lights fixed on the scoreboard there. First pitch to catcher Dylan Bailey is called for strike one. First game of the season, the bottom of the third inning lights were broken or burnt out or you couldn't see them, so that one's going to be a chopping ball, and they're going to say it's fair. Schumann dove on the bag, tried to get it. Reether will slide and get it, and it'll be a stand-up double. That was a great effort there by Schumann, just perfectly over the bag did the ball bounce. Yeah, it was just a little bit of a chopper down the left field line. Reether made a good play by sliding in, getting that ball and getting it back in the infield quickly. His runner only stays put at second base. Yeah, if he didn't get over there, get on his horse and get over there and get that, I guess he borrowed the Mustang from last night, <laughs> then uh, it's probably going to be a triple. Second baseman Isaac Lopez will step in. One out here, top of the fourth inning, runner on second base. Morrow will check the runner twice. First pitch is going to be in there. And they're going to say he did not go around. I thought he did. Looked eerily similar to what happened on the pre on the uh, leadoff batter for the inning. Lopez is going to call time. They'll step back in. He swings the bat around. Now he'll put it just above his right ear. Morrow will look back, check the runner. There's the pitch. 
That one misses upstairs, ball two. Marte trying to fool the runner on second base, keeps dancing around second base bag. Tomorrow's going to keep an eye on him. Bailey standing at second base, takes the lead there. Renegades leading one to nothing as we play here in the top of the fourth inning in the first of two games here in this doubleheader. That one's going to be upstairs, ball three. Said Clarinda A's from, from Clarinda, Iowa. Made it down to play two here. We'll visit them here in a few weeks. One of the two furthest away trips that you see here in the Mink League for these two teams. Tomorrow we'll look in. 3-0 pitch on its way. That one inside for ball four. The issues is first walk of the game. The designated hitter in Brennan Seffert will step in. So far in the season, Renegades have been they've been in trouble many times getting runners on bases, but they've done a miraculous job of keeping runs off the board and limiting the damage. I'd love to see if they can keep that going here. Big cut there and no connection for Seffert. You saw that from Davis, who pitched yesterday. Pitched a great game. He was a little rocky in the first three or four innings, but then he retired, I think, at least nine batters in a row. Three back-to-back-to-back, one, two, three innings. Tomorrow we'll check the runner again. There's that offering, and a bouncing ball is going to be hit towards third at Schumann. And he was trying to look the runner back. But he does get the out at third base. Wisely, though, I think, does not throw it as we've seen some errant throws. Yeah, you don't want to risk throwing the ball away and letting the runner from second base make it all the way home. So it was a good choice to just tag him. You know, he was looking for a double play right there. I agree completely. So in steps shortstop Travis Welker. He's a right-handed batter. Two on, two out here as we play in the fourth inning. Renegades leading one to nothing. Runner act on second, act like he's going to go, and he does. They both go, and throw down to second is going to be in time and perfect as Hamilton throws out the would-be stolen base runner, and that takes us out of the inning with no damage done again. Nice job. I told you I've been super impressed all season long with Hamilton, and he continues to do a great job behind the plate. That was just exactly where he needed to throw it to Marte on the bag and gets the out. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Renegades leading one to nothing. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. What is freedom of speech to me? It's my right to say whatever I want to say, however I want to say it. I can talk politics, philosophy, sports. I can yell about it as loud as I want. I can say it just about voice. I can blog about it on the internet. I can sing about it. Even if I can't really sing. Because I have a voice that matters. We all do, so speak up. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Green, green, green. Building your home, making it green. Great on resistance, make it healthy and clean. Make it green, green, green. Make-
Reagan at Green is making sure the air in your dream home is healthy for your family to breathe. Building a radon-resistant home is easy. Just ask your builder or go to epa.gov slash radon. A message from the U.S. EPA. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Fagerstrom still on the mound for the Clarinda, Iowa A's. Renegades were able to get out of the jam they were just in. Hamilton Anderson made a great throw to second base. It was kind of funny. Marte wasn't even playing by second base, but as soon as the ball was thrown, he was able to just sprint over there and put a really good tag on him. And Renegades were able to get out of the inning without any damage done. Renegades will lead off with their 3-4-5 and five hitter. That's Mize, Hessel, and Anderson. So Carter Mize, first baseman, will step in. Again, bats left-handed. That one outside. Corner for strike one. A good save on my part there. <laughs> Late call, but caught the outside corner, so he's down to the count at 0-1. Next pitch. That one's in the dirt. He yeah. was trying to golf at that one. Yeah, he was totally fooled on that one. That one jumped to... Yeah, the bottom fell out of that. So there's a foot in front of home plate. Fagerstrom. We'll get the sign he wants. Next pitch. That one's going to be a bouncing ball for a base hit straight up the middle. Amaz will be standing at first with a leadoff single. Saw him doing that in batting practice. Having good placement on the ball. I don't know how many times he hit the net, the uh, protective net that head coach Mike D'Amelia was throwing behind. He hit it many times. Stepping in will be right fielder Caden Hessel. He's got no outs here. One runner on. First pitch to him. He's going to hit a chopper to the third base. They'll throw it to second for one. Over to first for the double play. And a 5-4-3 double play. Well, I was about to say, as I've been saying all season long, in this short season, leadoff runners always lead the great things for the Renegades. But fortunately, it's a double play. Looked like a 5-4-3. So now they're down to a quick two outs. That's not what they wanted to do there, however. Hamilton Anderson, their catcher, will step in. Eggerstrom looking to make it a 1-2-3 inning. That one misses for ball one. Hamilton from Columbia, Illinois. He's going to hit a little blooper, and I think it's going to drop it at will into left center field, and he will have a single to his name. I don't know about you, but he just made that look easy. He just yeah, reached he just out and tapped it a little bit. Yeah, he poked that right into the left center field gap. That probably would have scored the run, but Colin, still a runner on. Colin Demel, the shortstop. He'll step in. He's got two outs here. With a runner on first base, that's Anderson with that single he just had. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And he's going to foul it off the outside of his right ankle and he grimaces as he turns around a little bit. So he'll be down to the count at 0-1-1. Demo taking over for shortstop Q-Holes, who played last night. And whatever Q-Holes told his teammates... They rallied him. Yeah, they rallied after he said something about whatever the pitcher was doing. A one pitch, that one low. They just got hits on hits on hits, and they are able to score late as both teams didn't even score a run until the top and bottom of the 10th inning. 
Demel hasn't even counted 1 1. Two outs, one runner on. Swing and a miss there. Man, he was full on that pitch. That was a beautiful slider. They'll be down in the count at 1 and 2. Renegades leading 1 to nothing as we play here in the bottom of the fourth inning, nearing 6 o'clock. So our game is almost an hour old. Blake Gasway here with you, joined by Grayson Smith as we'll be together all season long. 1 2 pitch on its way. That one downstairs for ball two. And hopefully you're enjoying listening to today's one of two broadcast as we'll bring you the second game of this doubleheader as well. Pay one price, get two games for it. That's a good deal. It's always a good deal. A 2-2 pitch to Demo. Swing and a miss for strike three, and that will end the inning. So we'll go to the top of the fifth inning. As the Renegades lead one to nothing, we'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Green, green, green. It's our home, it's our dream. For a life that's healthy and clean, make it green, green, green. My mom said making it green is making sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe. Make sure you test your home for radon. It's easy. Just call. 866-730-GREEN. Make it green, green, green. A message from the US EPA. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Hamilton Anderson jogs back out, had to get his gear back on as he was stranded. Out at first base, so he jogs back out there. Go through a couple more pitches from starting pitcher in Trenton Morrow. For the Clarinda A's, they will send to the plate. Their number one, two, and three hitter. That had Anderson threw out what would have been a stolen base to end the inning earlier. So... Shortstop Travis Welker will step back in. He was at bat when the would-be stolen baseman was thrown out. Top of the fifth inning, here we go. Morrow's first pitch is going to be lined in off the glove of a diving shortstop in demo, and he's going to be standing up with a leadoff single. So center fielder Patrick Again, is here. You going to get your stress ball here? Tempted. They're giving away free stress balls here at the ballpark tonight. Only reason I'd be needing a stress ball is if Renegades can't score later in this game. That first pitch is outside for McGinn for ball one. Southwest Dental Care, one of the sponsors for tonight's game. Doubleheader as the Renegades host the Clarinda Ace. They're over to first. No tag applied. Runner back safely. Standing over there is Welker. 
Mize holding them on. Now Welker will get a lead. 1-0 pitch. It's on its way. That one's swinging a miss. Big cut there. Anderson was expecting the runner to go. Comes up ready to throw. But Welker does not go. Man, this weather is just amazing tonight. We've had pretty lucky weather. Missouri, or at least Jeff City, has been awful with the rain the past few weeks. But these past four days, it's been perfect baseball weather. That one outside again. Anderson expecting the runner to go. He does not. I gotta say, this slight wind feels amazing. Well, we were fooled earlier. The wind's blowing, but they were able to get the Renegades were able to get a run out, get the run on the board with a home run ball out of the park. That one's upstairs for ball three. We didn't think we'd see much of the long ball today. I didn't think we'd see any, but. Reether was able to get it over the wall. Tomorrow will look in again. His next pitch. That one in there for a strike. That'll take the count to full. Well, just like Da Vinci last night, decides to be like Picasso today and paint the outside corner. Stepping back in is McGinn. Full count. Upstairs, and he'll walk him. Time is called. Have a conversation here on the mound. Just trying to settle Morrow in. Head coach for the Jefferson City Renegades and Mike D'Amelio. Walk out there and they'll have a conversation. Well, although the offense has been different just about every game, pitching, we've seen hit or excuse me, we've seen the pitchers get a little shaky in the first few innings. They allow runners on. They don't give up a lot of damage, but they've allowed runners on. They've been able to get out of it. But as soon as they get in their groove, they're just dominant. They just punch hitters out one by one. Well, I think uh, head coach, and I'm probably paraphrasing here what he told his starting pitcher in Morrow, but I think he just told him. You know what to do. You know how to do it. Let's just get out here and play some ball and play some catch and have some fun. So Ryan Gamboa, the first baseman, he will step in. He's one for two on the day, has a single and a 4-3 put out. He'll step on. Nobody out here, two innings. Well, his first offering in there. Well, they didn't say it got the outside corner, so we'll be ball one. Nowhere for him to put it. He did bring one of the stress balls by for us. That might be handy later on. Yes, it might. Southwest Dental Care. Giving those away today. Swing and a miss. Big cut there by Gamboa. There's stress balls. I guess I should reiterate stress balls in the shape of a baseball. Look like a baseball. So very fitting for the game today. 1-1 pitch. Two on. Nobody out here as we play top of the fifth. That one in the dirt, and it's going to bounce, and everybody's going to move forward to base. Morrow not happy with that one. Ball just bounces right in front of the plate, bounces off Anderson's chest protector. It goes right right back to Morrow by the pitching mound. Can't do much with it. Morrow will step back on the rubber. He's got 
Runners in scoring position now. 2-1 count. He's going to be lined off the mound and into center field, and that's going to score two. And now it's going to be off the glove of Mize, and Gamboa will be at second base. That'll be a two-run RBI hit. That hurts, too, because that gives the lead into the hands of the A's, and that's going to do it for Morrow. So his game will be done after giving up the two runs here in the top of the fifth inning. Check to see who's stepping in now. We're number 36. Let me check the roster here. I remember where I put the roster at. That is Drew Voss. Related to Brady Voss at all? I'm betting they are. So Drew steps in from Wynn, Missouri. The 6'5", 200-pound right-hander throws right-handed freshman at St. Louis. Community College. So Voss will be called up. That's Drew Voss. We've got Brady Voss and Drew Voss. I have to do some investigating later on to see if they are related. I assume they are. But I'm not sure. Could just be a happy coincidence. He'll come on as his team trails two to one here. So we play in the top of the fifth inning. Still plenty of time for you to come out to the ballpark here. Doubleheader as Clarinda A's from Clarinda, Iowa have made their way to Jefferson City to take on the Renegades. Have a short break between games. Let players get a little hydration, get a little stretching, and then we'll hit it for game two. Most importantly, let us get a chance to get something to drink. So stepping in now will be left fielder Taylor Mullins-Ohm. Last time he was up, he had a single. He's one for two on the day. EA's leading two to one now. No outs, one runner on second base. First pitch shows bunt, takes it for a ball. So Mullins Ohm will step back in. Sun continuing to creep down the right field side. That pitch is going to be a bouncing ball taken by the shortstop to third base, and they're going to say they got the out. That was a great play by the shortstop, smart play by the shortstop. Demo doing a nice job on a fielder's choice there. 6-5 fielder's choice. Since a runner from being 90 feet away from home. Now, no runners in scoring position, but runner on first. 
As Renegades finally get their first out of the inning. Third baseman Jeff Clark will step in. Most importantly here puts the double play in order. As Voss looks in, gets the sign he wants. Now he'll step off. Concerned about Taylor Mullins Ohm. He'll look over, check the runner. Now he's ready for his first offering there. That one misses for ball one. Clark will step back in. Bats left-handed. Runner on first base. One out here. Clarenda leading two to nothing. That one inside. Is two-one lead for the A's. We play top of the fifth inning. That one will high for ball three. Like that one kind of came out awkwardly from Voss's hand. Saw the 3-0 pitch on its way. That one upstairs again. Kind of the same repeat of the same pitch there. Looked like it just got away from a four-pitch walk. Yeah, that pitch that pitch was a breaking ball, though. He was throwing some fastballs up high. Not sure where he was wanting to throw those, but it's definitely not supposed to be up high. So right fielder Isaiah Marquez will step in. He struck out twice in the game so far, both swinging. Don't play ball. It's still in order. Renegade's hoping to turn two and get out of this inning. The boss steps off now. He'll step back in. Checks the runner at second. He has one out, two on here. Takes a deep breath. Checks the runner at second again. Oh, a pitch in there beauty. for a strike. That was beautiful. Took speed off of that one and just dumped it into the strike zone. This first time Renegades are trailing since the first game of the season. Where they came back in the ninth inning by down by four runs. So the 0-1 pitch is on its way. That one upstairs, ball one. Boss coming on in relief here, trying to get out of the inning without surrendering any more runs. He didn't surrender the runs, but not his team surrendering any more runs. That one upstairs again. He can just not get the ball to go down low. It's almost every ball he's thrown has been up high. 2-1 count. One out here. Runner on first and second. Marquez will look in again. There's Voss down. Voss and Anderson not on the same page, so they'll reset here. A pitch by Voss is going to be skied a mile high towards center field. And it's going to be caught. And everybody's... Only one runner is going to move. I'll say long fly ball. But caught. That'll be out number two. Runner on second does advance to third.
So stepping in will be catcher Dylan Bailey. Has runners on the corners. Two outs here. That first pitch misses for Ooh, ball one. That's a good pitch from Voss. That's been just outside. That's a great fastball. You can keep putting the fastballs just like that instead of going up high. He's going to get things done. The 1-0 pitch with two outs here, top of the fifth inning. That one downstairs for ball two. So the 2-0 pitch will be coming to Bailey. Voss on the mound. That's Drew Voss. That one misses for ball three. Voss really struggling with the strike zone. Now what you want to see for the Renegades. Runners on the corners. Two out here. Top of the fifth inning. 2-0 lead. 2-1 lead, rather, for the A's. That one just hit Bailey in the shoulder. So now we'll have... Bases loaded. So we're going to have time called as we're going to have a discussion on the mound. Just try to get everybody settled in. Wow. Wausau is already getting taken out of the game. So Voss is going to come out with his day done. Go to the third pitch of the inning. For the Renegades. Is that 17? I did not see. He is wearing yellow. I do know that. Yes, it is 17. That's Mick Vonfeldt. I think Vonfeldt's left-handed. I think he threw last night. Oh, you are right. I don't know who was pitching last night then. So Mick Von Feltz just tried to air it past my head. <laughs> That's the exact reason why we moved. So he's getting... Loosened up a little bit. So it's not DJ Sealback. That's what I thought. So DJ Sealback. Glad I wasn't going totally crazy. I thought we saw Vonfeld pitch last night. He was a left-hander. So DJ Seelbach from Topeka, Kansas, 6'3", 190-pound right-hander. Very outgoing pitching warm-up. Throws right, bats right, junior at Chowan. I don't know where that's at. Do you know where that's at? No idea. Well, I was... In my defense, I was looking at the roster that Coach had posted down in the dugout, so just to back up where I was pulling my numbers from. So stepping in now will be 
Second baseman, Isaac Lopez. There's that shin guard on that left leg. He's been hit by pitch and walked. As his looks like his oven mitt in his back pocket. So that first pitch to him is in there for a strike. I say oven mitt if anyone who's listening doesn't know what that is. Runners or hitters have them. So in case they're on the base pass, they put in helps protect their fingers from when they slide from hurting their fingers. They're very helpful and very beneficial for these players. The 0 1 pitch on its way. That one fouled off 0 2. You did a very good job describing that to everybody. <laughs> it is a an a interesting looking thing. I, I think he's one of the first ones I've seen here in the Meek League where at least that I've noticed. Many will put I think on I've their, seen one other player with one in his back pocket. I don't many, remember who it was. Many will put on their batting gloves sometimes yeah. or leave them on when they run. When I played baseball, I wasn't a threat to steal a base. <laughs> And uh, definitely didn't wasn't a threat to slide, so I didn't have to wear one of those. It was more of a power hitter than anything. Yeah, I usually slid feet first instead of head first. Yeah, when you're slow like me, you don't really have to slide that often. <laughs> Leo, two pitch, two outs here. On its way, that one upstairs for ball one. I also call them oven mitts because, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the actual name is. Just yeah, I couldn't tell you what it is either. Sliding glove. I like oven mitts better. Sure, there's a, a particular name for those, but so Lopez will choke up a little bit on the bat. Two outs here, bases juiced at the moment. One-two pitch on its way, and a high fly ball is going to be hit towards shallow left field, and over to get it is going to be Demel, and Seabach gets out of the inning. So after. The inning, there are two runs scored, so the Renegades are down two to one. However, we are going to go to the bottom of the fifth inning as we are going to play two seven-run contests. It should play two seven-run contests. So we have the fifth inning, the seventh inning stretch at the fifth inning. So we'll pause here and be back as the Renegades have some work to do as they come to bat at the bottom of the fifth inning. So we'll pause and be back. You're listening to coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. In 2007, 16-year-old Tyler Hill died while on a student trip to Japan. Hospital officials say his life could have been saved had he received immediate attention there, but it didn't happen. Let's make sure Tyler's story is not repeated. The cause is clear. Keep kids safe. Find out more at clearcausefoundation.org. Children of America This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. A great rendition there from the crowd of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Microphone was having some issues, but I, I'm just telling you, Grayson, in the break, that's about the loudest I've heard the crowd sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game in a while. Yeah, not not exactly a church choir singing, but 
It's great to hear the fans sing that. So we'll go to the bottom of the seventh inning. As the Renegades have some work to do, they trail 2-1. to one. So designated hitter will lead off the 7, 8, and 9 hitters in the lineup. That'll be Al Claro. Then third baseman Dawson Schumann will step in. And finally, second baseman Jason Marty, Marte, rather. And that foul ball is going to get out of play down the first baseline. First pitch swinging is Claro. For any of our listeners who didn't get that, this had the fifth inning stretch because, because of this doubleheader, we're going to play set two seven-inning ball games. I just learned that also. I hope we just play seven innings. Yeah, that'd be great. I love that rule. We'll play seven unless we have to go to extra. That one just hit Claro, so he will be hit by pitch. I think he's already gone the extra innings twice in their three games so far. So third baseman Dawson Schumann will step in. He struck out in his only plate appearance so far today. He will walk in. He bats right. Everybody adjust their gear here. Catcher, umpire, pitcher, batter. So Claro on first base shows bunt, and it's going to go foul. Schumann trying to lay down the bunt. This could not get enough of it to go and stay in play. Marte will be in the on-deck circle. Shows bunt again. Schumann fouls it down the first baseline. He's down 0-2. He's trying to work. Claro down to second base. Renegades trail. Bottom of the fifth inning here, 2-1. to one. So Schumann down in the count at 0-2. That one's going to be a chopper hit to the third baseman. He'll glove it, throw over to second, trying to get the double play, and they do. Wow. That was a great double play. So 5-4-3 like double play. Shortstop. Sorry, 6-4-3. Shortstop for the Griffins is kind of hurt on that play. Must Claro might have slid into the back of his heel or something, but he is he's walking now, but he's struggling to get up. Well, that was a great play by the Griffins. Got a great scoop by the third baseman. He just sidearms at the second and very quick throw to first. It was a bang-bang play, but they get able to get the double play. That brings up Jason Marte. Second baseman for the Renegades for this first game. He's going to step in from the right side of the plate. He'll do a little landscaping. Two outs here. That one in the dirt bounces back to the backstop. So he'll be heading the count at 1-0. and Due up next, if Marte can get on base, is left fielder Tommy Reether. Reether with the... Ooh. Sorry. Marte took a... Very weird swing on that pitch. Yeah, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. I'd almost say it was a sword, but just kind of fooled him. One pitch, bouncing ball is going to be hit to the third base side. He'll field it. He'll take the first baseman off the base, and they say he got him out with the tag. I didn't see that, but 
I'm not going to argue with it either way because I'm sitting way down here. So there were three up and three down in the inning after it was a leadoff hit by pitch. We go to the top of the sixth inning as your score, two to one A's. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. In 2007, 16-year-old Tyler Hill died while on a student trip to Japan. Hospital officials say his life could have been saved had he received immediate attention there, but it didn't happen. Let's make sure Tyler's story is not repeated. The cause is clear. Keep kids safe. Find out more at clearcausefoundation.org. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps, life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. We go to the top of the sixth inning. And still on to pitch DJ Seelbach. Home plate umpire will dust off home plate. Says he's ready for action. This will bring in the number nine, one, and two hitter. Designated hitter Brennan Seifert will step in. He's a left-handed batter. He has hit a single and reached base his second at bat with a fielder's choice. Seelbach will look in and get the sign. His first pitch is in there for strike one. 2-1 lead for the A's here. Play at historic Ernie Vivian Field, game one of two. Get a quick break between games, bring you game two. Next offering from Seelbach. That one is a little chopper, blooper rather, and it's going to drop in center field. Nobody could get there in time. Said chopper, but that's just how he hit it. He just kind of reached out and chopped at it. He'll reach safely on that little bloop single. Shortstop, Travis Welker, he will step in. He's flied out to left field twice and hit a single in the fifth inning, so he's one for three. No on, no out, one on here as we play in the top of the sixth inning. See about first pitch shows bunt, and it will be. It looks like it's a beauty, and Hamilton oh. Anderson cannot field it. Everybody's going to be safe. Well, that'll move everybody around the base path. Center fielder Patrick McGinn will step in. He has two on, nobody out. They're going to have time called here as assistant coach and Tyler Bach will walk to the mound. Going to try to settle his pitcher down as Seelbach 
has two on. Nobody out here. We play in the top of the sixth inning. The A's lead two to one. Check some of the other. I think there's other action today for the Mink League, but nothing as early as ours is. Let me check their scoreboard real quick. The Outlaws are hosting the prospects. Says a 6.08 first pitch, so no nothing updated there. Blake, you know what I just realized? What's that? I've been calling the Clarinda A's the Griffins all day. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> I just now look on the scoreboard and realize. Seal box. Next offering is in there for a strike. Showed bunt, but got a strike call. So the Mudcats are playing the crush at 7.05. That's a non-league game. And then, of course, our second game here between the A's and the Renegades. So to all the listeners, sorry about that. We don't play the Griffins until Monday at 7. That one outside for ball two. Right now, still the Clorinda A's. So they still lead 2-1. to one. They do have very similar colors to the Griffins. I'm pretty sure I've seen the Griffins have a similar uniform, this digital camo. Four as well. I'm a big fan of this digital camera. I think it looks great. Seal box, 1 1 pitch. That one in there for strike two. Well, whatever Tyler Brock said, assistant coach Tyler Brock said to Seal has worked because it's settled him down. So no outs here as we play top of the sixth inning, two runners on at first and second. That one's going to be fouled out of play down the third base line. So we'll do the one-two pitch again. DJ Seelbach. From Topeka, Kansas. He'll get the Sign he wants, the one-two pitch. That one fouled off again. Ends up over near the Renegades' dugout. So we'll do the one-two pitch again. Runners on first and second again. Nobody out here, top of the sixth inning. Seelbach checks the runner at second. Checks the runner at second again. Is that pitch well outside? That takes it at two and two. This game slowed down considerably while we were doing in the early innings. Seelbach will get the sign he wants. There's the pitch. That one outside takes us to full. Renegades really struggled with command today. They had three pitchers in the last inning. Seelbach struggling so far in this inning is taking to it a full count. Runners on first, excuse me, second base. Seelbach will do a little landscaping, then he'll get back on the rubber. His full count offering. 
in there for strike three. Great pitch. I think Hines inside just froze a hitter on that heat. So it is one out in the inning. Ryan Gamboa, the first baseman, he's the reason why the A's have the lead. He hit a two RBI ball straight up the middle earlier. He'll step in two on, one out here. Seelbach says he's got the sign he wants. His first offering on the way and through behind him into the net. Anderson tries to barehand it off the net. That will move everybody ahead one base. Now the A's need is just a sack flying. They already got a two-run lead. How quiet the Renegades' offense has been, that might be enough. So Gamboa will step back in. He's ahead in the count at 1-0. Runners move to second and third. Seelbach throws that one. Big cut and a miss. Blew it by him there. Brings the count to one and one. Seelbach looks in again. Gamboa. He's going to hit that one. Chopper to first base. And they're going to throw home to get the out. And they save a run right there. He was just dead at the plate. He didn't try sliding or anything. Anderson just kind of got the ball and waited a couple seconds for him to just get there. Nice job of Mize to throw home and get the 3-2 fielder's choice. Most importantly, get the second out and save that. What would be potentially... Two-run lead, RBI there. Stepping in now will be left fielder Taylor Mullins-Ohm. He's got the corners filled. Two outs. Swing and a miss there. He's just off that pitch. Very good swing. If he got contact on that, that would have been a long way. So he'll be down in the count at 0-1. Seelbach could check the runner at first. Now he's set. Livery on its way. That one hit. Mullins home on the elbow, so he will take his base. Well, the good news now is that there's a force at any base. That's a good thing. Base is loaded here, stepping in. Will be third baseman Jeff Clark. We're going to have a conversation here at the mound as Hamilton Anderson will jog out there and have a discussion with his pitcher. Just after 6.30 here at Ernie Vivian Field, historic Ernie Vivian Field. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Grayson Smith here on the Show Me Sports Network and Renegades Radio Network. Hopefully you're enjoying our broadcast today and our broadcast we brought you all season long. This is game one of two. We'll be broadcasting today for the Renegades here is this doubleheader. They're hosting the A's. So 
Clark will step in, left-handed batter. First pitch to him. He's in there for strike one. Whatever Anderson said has calmed his pitcher down in Seabock. Clark has doubled, walked, and hit into a 4-6 out. Seabock will get the sign. Anderson sets up. A one pitch. Missed the outside corner. Ball one. Big groan from the home crowd there. They wanted that pitch. I was listening about the Panchero burritos. Yeah, that does sound pretty good right now. They selling those? Is that what they sell? They are for $5. Come out the ballpark, catch a game, and get a burrito. 1-1 pitch on the way. Two outs. Bases loaded. That one outside. Seelbach will try to compose himself. Get out of this bases loaded jam. Already see the Renegades have a bases loaded jam earlier in the game. Seelbach gets the sign. 2-1 pitch. He is forthcoming. Swing and a miss. Big cut there by Clark and cannot connect. I couldn't tell. Could you tell? Was that a fastball? Or was yeah, that, that was a fastball inside? just straight down central. Almost looked like. Blew the heater by him. Yeah, it just got right under his hands. He couldn't get to it. So 2-2. Seelbach trying to work out of the jam. Bases loaded here. Top of the sixth inning. Two outs. 2-2 count. Next pitch on its way, swing, foul, tipped it off of Anderson. That caught him on the inside of the knee. You know that one smarts. He's trying to shake it off a little bit. Might have actually caught him a little bit higher than the knee. The umpire's going to wipe off home plate, give him as much time as he can. Catch with some of the most tough athletes in all of sports. Anderson just takes it, walks it a little bit, Already crouched down, ready for the next pitch. Ready so, to go, he's ready to play. We'll do the 2-2 pitch again. Seabolt. Seabock, rather. Seelbach. There we go. We'll get it third time to charm. Seelbach gets the sign. 2-2 pitch on the way. And a bouncing ball is going to be hit to the second baseman. Marte mishandles it, and everybody's safe. Got an odd hop. It hit him in the chest. Yeah, it looked like it's just going to be a routine play. There's a even bigger groan from the home fans. Now the A's have a 3-1 lead. This runner comes in to score. Hopefully Marte isn't too shook up about it. He needs to get back in the game. So, still be bases loaded. Two outs here in the top of the sixth inning. Already put up one run, have the A's. Isaiah Marquez at bat now. That one downstairs for ball one. So Seelbach, again, trying to work out of this jam. He'll get the sign. Marquez, pitch on the way. That one in there for strike one. Marquez bats right-handed. He's had two strikeouts and a pop-out. So the 1-1 pitch will be on its way. 
Swing and a miss for strike two. Took a big cut there. So we'll be one and two, two outs here. Bases again still loaded. Marquez lifts the shoulder off his bat. Choked up a bit on the bat. That one's in there. And they're going to oh, say wow. he got the strikeout. Got him to go around. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he really did go around, but luckily for the Renegades, he got called out. Well, I'm not going to argue with him on it. Yeah, absolutely. So A's now have a 3-1 lead. So that will take us to the bottom of the sixth inning. As the A's lead... Three to one. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. Hi, I'm Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, here for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Yeah, you know we love it when the music does the talking. And you know, the music stops when someone gets killed. So never, 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 never let someone you know get behind the wheel if they've been drinking. So keep it real, keep it real. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Other well, Renegades have some work to do as they now trail 3-1 to one as we go into the bottom of the sixth inning in this game one of our doubleheader here as the Clarinda A's have come to town. They'll send the top of the order up to bat to the Renegades at hitter 1, 2, and 3. That's Reether, Voss, and Mize. Reether with the only run for the Renegades is he had a Solo home run, right center field his last time up. He'll bat left-handed, as he typically does. Lots of left-handers in the Renegades lineup. First pitch is well outside for ball one. Reed Fagerstrom still on the mound. That one's going to be a bouncing ball. Hit to the shortstop. He'll field it cleanly, throw it, and he got him. And a 6-3 put out. So that'll be out number one. Center fielder Brody, sorry, Brady Voss. Can't read my own handwriting. Voss will step in from the right side of the plate. He's not been hit by pitch yet in the game, so. Well, Blake, you were talking about scoreboard being fixed earlier. Looks like bottom of the second inning's out again. Well, now we got the second inning out. That went in there for strike one. I guess it's it's uh, it moves because it was the third inning. Now it's the second inning. 0-1 pitch on the way. That one's going to be rocketed foul down the third baseline. 
He could have got that lined out. That might have been a home run. That had been about 315 feet. That's only 300 down the line there. He's just center one out and doing the same thing in fair territory. The loss down in the count at 0-2. One out here as we play in the bottom of the sixth inning in game one of two in this doubleheader. That one inside almost hit him. I don't know how it didn't. About time for them to dial up a hit-by-pitch for Voss here. It's been hit in every game he's played in so far. That one's another chopper. Got the dugout. <laughs> Paying attention there as he just about. Carter Mize had to do the limbo to get out of the way of that ball. Yeah, took off Mize's shoulder. So the one-two pitch and ball in the dirt. And they're going to say strikeout for Voss. So that'll be out number two. So, Mize will step in. He's playing first base. He struck out and had a single and was out by a double play in the fourth inning. So he's got two outs here as he steps in. So he'll bat left-handed. Two outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. That pitch in the dirt. Four feet in front of home plate. Yeah, that thing bounced and... Catcher and Dylan Bailey was able to block it but couldn't get a glove on it. So Mize will step back in. Next pitch to him. In there for strike one. Being ahead in the count on or one and oh, he was just kind of trying to be choosy with the pitch. In the on deck circle will be right fielder Caden Hessel. Next pitch there, swing and a miss, big cut there by Mize. Besides the solo home run from Tommy Reether, running has been pretty quiet today. They were quiet yesterday, but they were able to tally some runs late. So far, it isn't looking so good as they're one out away from going to the top of the seventh. Mize foul tips that one, got the catcher. Just like Anderson got. Except the other leg of the eighth catcher, his left leg got hit. So everybody will take a chance to adjust their uniforms and equipment as they need. Do a little landscaping. Give him a chance to kind of catch his breath, compose himself. So might as well step back in. One, two count, two outs here. Bottom of the sixth inning. This pitch well outside. Fifth pitch of the at-bat. We'll take the count to two and two. Again, Breeze picking up, blowing in from right center field. That one in the dirt inside. It's going to go full. The Mize will have a full count here with two outs here. Renegades trailing three to one here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Megan Strom's pitch is on the way, swinging a miss. 
And that's strike three. And it'll be a one, two, three inning for the A's. We'll go to the top of the seventh inning. After six innings of play, it's a 3-1 lead for the A's. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. What would happen if you didn't follow the established path? Would you feel scared or proud? Could you explain that helping the people of Peru improve their own community would also have an effect on your own? Would you rather make your own way or spend a lifetime saying, what if? Life is calling. How far will you go? Peace Corps. To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or go to peacecorps.gov. Hi, this is Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. New pitcher into the ball game for the Renegades is Carson Weeb. Find him on the roster here. From Jeff City, 6'3", 175-pounder, throws right, bats right. Says he's a freshman at N.A., so not sure where he's going to school at. Might be undecided. That's A-OK. Don't forget, you're listening to tonight's, today and tonight's broadcast. We hope you're enjoying the broadcast. Looks like we got about uh, three dozen listeners at the current time. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's game. One of two here. As we said, if you like the broadcast, be sure and tell us where you're listening from and that you enjoyed the broadcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Show Me Sports Network. And also follow the Jefferson City Renegades team, too. So leading off the inning... Will be batter seven, eight, and nine in the order. That's catcher Dylan Bailey. So first pitch is in there for a strike. Love to see the Renegades get a one, two, three inning here. They've I think they've left runners on every single inning so far in this game. I just want to see them get through them fast and we can get back up in the bottom of the seventh inning. That one in the dirt outside. Leaves the count at one and one. Carson Weeb. In trying to get a one, two, three inning and give his team a chance to tie it up with two, take the lead with three. Big cut and a miss there. That's strike number two. Bottom half of the inning, barring they don't give up any more runs here. They could score two and force extra. If they score three, they walk off win. It's pitched by Weeb. Misses outside. Hamilton Anderson thought it was a strikeout. 
But we will step back on the mound. Bailey. Then the count at two and two. No outs here. Swing and a miss and strike three. So got the K there. Second baseman, Isaac Lopez. He's reached first with a hit by pitch. Reached first with a walk. And then popped out to shortstop so far in the game. So he will step in. One out. Nobody on here in the top of the seventh inning. Weeb's first offering. It's going to be hit down the third base line, and it's going to get through for a single. Now he's trying to make it a double. Reether is going to throw it to second, and uh, he just missed that. Just scoop. missed the ball. Yeah, trying to scoop it out was Marte, and could not. So it'll be a stand-up double. That looked just like a double that was hit earlier, right past Schumann, bouncing ball down the third base line. Schumann dies for it, but unable to make the play. Schumann doing a great job down there at third. Just couldn't get a glove on the ball, but Reether throw was a little low, but knew he needed to get it down to try to get that tag to get Lopez out. And as you talked about earlier, puts the oven mitt on his left hand. Designated hitter Brennan Seifert steps in. He's got one on, one out. Trying to take me out with yeah, that Blake's, pitch. Blake leaning out of the way of that one. That was... Just a bit outside. Runner makes it to third base now. With that wild pitch. Said we got a great view here. We, I guess we just need to keep moving the table over. <laughs> we moved from directly behind home plate. Great view, but we're definitely in line there. Different views from last night. Last night we were in the press box. That one's going to be a cranked foul down the first base line. So that will even the count at one and two. Kind of weird to go from far away in the press box to right behind home plate. But great seats nonetheless. Weeby will step back on the mound. 1-1 one, one pitch, one out runner in scoring position at third base. A pitch bounces. Anderson doing a nice job of keeping it in front of him. Hamilton Anderson, we said, done a great job behind the plate. Played first base last night. Been very impressed with his versatility. 2-1 pitch. That one's going to be cranked down the first base line again and foul. That will take the count to 2-2-2. Two two. There's just one out here in the top of the seventh inning. The A's leading 3-1, to one, trying to add to it with a runner in scoring position at third base. This pitch is on its way. Ooh, fooled him. That one in there. Four, strike three. Didn't even lift the bat. Now that was the definition of a sword swing. He just kind of almost like a check swing and just completely fooled by that pitch. So shortstop Travis Welker will come to bat. He has had two pop-outs, hit a single, and bunted for an infield single. Two outs here, runner on third base. That first uh, pitch to him, straight down central. 
Pitcher Carson Wiebe. Comes on here in the top of the seventh inning. In this game one of the doubleheader. That one, a little upstairs for ball one. Coming to you from Ernie Vivian Field here in Jefferson City. We're nearing 7 o'clock. Game one of two of this doubleheader. 1-1 one, one pitch from Weeby on its way. That one's going to be hit into diving play oh, and making the play. catch wow. is Voss. As I didn't think he was going to get it, but he does. That ball was slicing, and he's just full extension grab. That was, that was an outstanding play. Probably the best play I've seen so far this young season. Well, I thought that was going to get down and was going to score. The runner on third and take extra bases, but he snags it out of the air, and Welker tips the hat to him as he heads to the dugout. So we're going to go to the bottom of the seventh inning and do our die time here for the Renegades as they've got to find a way to put on at least two runs to force extra and three to win. We're going to pause and be back to listen to Sousa Coverage Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Paralyzed Veterans of America, changing lives, building futures. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. This is Paul Stanley from Kiss for Rad, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Some of us work months producing a CD, but in less time than it takes to play it, someone will be killed in an alcohol-related crash. So please don't drive when you've been drinking. Plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver. Remember, friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. A play already underway here is one out. As first pitch swinging is Caden Hessel. And that is a 5-3 put out. So catcher Hamilton Anderson will step in and bat here. That's from the left side of the plate. Sun giving us a little reprieve here behind some clouds at the moment. First pitch to him. He's going to foul it into the parking lot behind us. And some of the fans scamper after that, so he'll be down to the count at 0-1. Renegades down to their last two outs here. That one's going to be in there for strike two. Still pitching Reed Fagerstrom. Fagerstrom's pitched a great game tonight. Swing and a miss for strike three. That will put the Renegades down to their last out. As walking in will be shortstop Colin Dimmel. Fagerstrom looking to pitch a seven-inning complete game. He's just totally gotten on to the Renegades hitters today. Completely sitting them down one by one. The only mistake he's made is that Tommy Reether solo home run. That pitch in there for a strike. 
And Hemmel down in the count at 0-1. We'll do a short post game today as well. For game one, that one missed for ball one. Do a short post game so we can catch a quick break before we get ready for game two here this doubleheader. At 1-1 pitch downstairs, ball two. Vimmel will step out, do a little landscaping. Next pitch to him. It's upstairs. Almost hit him, but ball three. Regenstrom will tie his shoe again. Seen that a couple times so far. Right-handed pitcher facing a right-handed batter. That one's going to be in there for called strike. He was ready to go walk down the first base. He was. He was headed that way. So now we'll go to a full count at three and two. Down to the last strike here. And a long fly ball is going to be hit towards left field. Going back and it's going to be up against the wall. So it'll be a double. Now that's one way to keep the Renegades alive. Man, I almost thought that ball was going to leave the yard for a second, but it just one hops the fence right by the 340 mark. Stessel gets in the second base. That brings up Claro, designated hitter. Now stepping in, as you said, designated hitter, Al Claro. So he's got a runner on second base, two outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning. This should be the last inning of least scheduled inning. The on-deck circle, third baseman Dawson Schumann. The road takes the first pitch for a strike. So Claro will step back in. Next pitch to him, he's going to hit that one foul down the first base line, and it's going to get out of play. I got three of the A's defensive men. Look like short, not shortstops. Excuse me, second base, first base, and right field all went up for that ball. It just got about three or four feet out of play over there. So everybody will reset, and Claro will have to step in and protect the plate now. Down to the last strike. 0-2 pitch, two outs, runner on second. And he's going to swing and a miss for strike three. And that will do it for our ball game as a final of three to one. The A's pick up their third win of the season. The Renegades fall to three and one on their season. However, we're going to take a quick break and then we will get you back and get you set for game two. And as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network, as we will go for a 7.30 start, so we're going to take about a 15-minute uh, break or so here. Any final thoughts, Grayson, before we get out of here? No, I mean, Renegades were just kind of fooled today. They didn't play their best as they've been playing the past three games. Pitching, and they had runners on about every single inning, and then hitting, like I said, besides Tommy Reether, there was not much there. So Renegades looking to have a different mindset as they go against a different pitch for game two. Yeah, just a tough break for them as they were unable. They kind of got bit by the the uh, proverbial bug that they've been able to avoid most of the season so far. They 
have a tendency to load the bases up and uh, just could not get out of that jam that they were in and gave up a couple of runs. So we're going to take a quick break, as I said, take a quick break here and then uh, be back for game two as we'll pause and uh, we'll come back in roughly uh, 10, 15 minutes or so as you're listening to exclusive broadcast coverage of Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network until we talk to you in about 10 or 15 minutes for game two. So long and have a great 15-minute break here for Grayson Smith. I'm Blake Gasaway. We'll be back here in just about 10 or 15 minutes to get game two underway as the Renegades look to bounce back as they host the Clarendes in game two of this doubleheader. Until we talk to you after this break, so long and have a good break with us. throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. (laughs) 